All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Red Pill News. As always, I'm your host, Zach Payne, the Corruption Detector. And joining me today once again for our monthly chat on all things crypto is my good friend Guy Gottslack with My Digital Money. Guy, how's your day going? Pretty good, given uh, the, the nice bump in Ethereum. Uh, I started off with a good good mood boost. How are you doing? I'm all right. I haven't even looked at it because of all of the craziness that's happening with a couple of different uh, platforms right now, Celsius and Voyager. I'm going to ask you about those. But before we get into that, why don't you tell the audience uh, who you are and what My Digital Money does? Yeah, so I'm Guy Gottslack. I'm president and co-founder of My Digital Money. Uh, we're a self-trading platform that also offers U.S.-based customer service. So it's kind of a hybrid, more humanized approach to trading. Uh, and we allow you to trade with a crypto IRA. So you have the tax advantages. You don't have to you know, pay uh, taxes on gains, um, but also cash accounts as well. All right, good stuff. And of course, that link is in the description below. Um, so we had two major crypto platforms file for Chapter 11 bankruptcy in the last week, uh, both Voyager and Celsius. Now, we've talked about Celsius before, uh, and I'm just wondering if the situation is similar between Celsius and Voyager. I know that Voyager is kind of unique because they had some major uh, uh, backers, including Mark Cuban. What do you know about Voyager and what's happening there? Um, so what I do know about Voyager is, yeah, they, they gave some loans um, that ended up defaulting. I mean, one of the loans that they gave was to uh, Terra, uh, what was a, not to Terra, to Three Arrows Capital, sorry, who was invested in Terra. Um, and then when the, the Terra Luna crash happened, then Three Arrows Capital defaulted on their loan. Um, and so then they ended up... Uh, you know, owing, I think it was like $250 million to Voyager. So that definitely contributed um, to the bankruptcy filing um, by Voyager. Um, but yeah, long story short, they were, you know, highly leveraged. And, you know, with this market crash, um, they were not able to, uh, to to keep afloat. So they had to file for bankruptcy. Um, and of course, they, they couldn't uh, allow withdrawals because they were, they didn't have the the solvency, right? And so, um, uh, yeah, a lot of people uh, either lost their money or can't get a hold of their money at the moment. And it's unclear what's going to happen, um, how much they will recover. Um, obviously, you get in line when you, you're owed money by uh, in a bankruptcy situation, right? And so yeah. um, that's what's scary is, is that, you know, Voyager and Celsius and, you know, even Coinbase admitted to this, that you're essentially seen as an unsecured creditor um, and you have to wait in line in a bankruptcy filing, right? And, it, and that's one thing that we do differently at My Digital Money is we actually keep your money in a trust, right? Because we do IRAs, but we also do that for cash accounts. And that means that there's a separation between liquidity and your assets, right? Um, mm-hmm. so that separation is key because that means that legally you own your assets. And so even if we go bankrupt, the assets are yours. We can't freeze your assets, so, right. this is, so that that's the big thing is like if you go for a startup like that or like a you know high high risk investment like that then you know there's always this risk uh, that you have to take into account. And this is what's really scary is because thousands, probably tens of thousands of people, no longer have access to in many cases their their life savings. I mean, all of that money's gone. I have no idea if I'm going to get 
any of my money back. That's why I don't even care about the pump in Ethereum because, you know, I'm just like, wow, what am I going to do? You know, I mean, because yeah. it doesn't matter. I mean, they can put anything they want on the screen. But, you know, I think for people to learn that, uh, you know, they don't actually own that money, that that's not theirs. You know, I think that's shocking to a lot of people. Uh, and especially if you're one of those people that was doing business with Voyager or with Celsius, you know, and the reason I wanted to point out the difference between Voyager and Celsius, is that, you know, the the involvement of Mark Cuban and the public statements about safety in Voyager, I think, puts it in another category altogether. You know, I, the and one of the questions, Guy, is does Voyager and Celsius even qualify for Chapter 11 bankruptcy based upon the type of business that they were doing? Because that's like the the, the question always with uh, crypto in these uh, trading platforms. You know, is it, uh, is it are they a, a standard business or are they actually doing business with securities? And I think in Voyager's case, at least, uh, the judge is leaning towards telling them that yeah, actually you guys are a securities company. And so therefore, these people truly do own their money. And I think that would be the best possible scenario. But then if that's the case, where is the money going to come from if it's already gone? Yeah, to me, that's all unclear. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. But um, yeah, I, I do think it, it seems like they would qualify for bankruptcy, but I, I don't, I don't know. That's not my area of expertise. Yeah. Um, but either way, even if, you know, even if the judge rules that it's their assets, I, yeah, I don't know where that money will come from. So, uh, and, and that's, and, and that's the thing when you invest in, in, uh, you know, that kind of company versus like an Ethereum, you got to take that into account. You know, you're getting these crazy returns um, and your crypto is actually being lent out. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's, you know, th that's why I always encourage people to diversify to, you know, have that pile where you do that, but also have something like, you know, like a crypto that's yours, either in your own wallet or my digital money, you know, where it's in a trust and you're, you're kind of putting it in there for the long-term gain, right? Yeah. The, the retirement pile, if you will. Uh, yeah, obviously that's the best way to go in my opinion. Oh, Did yeah. you learn a lesson here, Zach? Man, a lot of sleep, a lot of sleepless nights. You know, I had uh, I, I I didn't know I was ignorant. OK, and like this entire time I've been like, ah, oh, you know, like I swear to God, like like one week before they shut down trading and uh, withdrawals on Celsius, I was like in the process of getting everything switched over. And I go in there on a Sunday night. It was like midnight on Sunday and I see an email. We're sorry, you know, due to market volatility, we have halted all withdrawals. And, you know, but, the, you know, the thing, the, it, what really right. pisses me off, guy, is that at the same time they halted withdrawals for their customers, the executives at Celsius were liquidating millions of dollars of their own crypto, uh, you know, tens of millions of dollars in go. some cases, yeah. you know. Yeah, so so how so how is it? that these guys get to get away with it. They get to recover all of their money, but then everybody else is left holding the bag. And, you know, just unfortunately, this is a very similar story. This has happened before. People get rug pulled, and it's always the, you know, individual investors that end up holding the bag at the end of the day. Exactly. And, and you know, if you look at a lot of the investments, they were pretty risky. 
right? I, I think there was just a lot of money in the market and uh, companies like Voyager, um, they were probably taking shortcuts, right? They, mm-hmm. were, they were probably investing in, in things that uh, were riskier um, than they knew about because they, they didn't do enough due diligence because it, it costs a lot of money to do the research. Um, but, you know, it's just a small fraction of the total invested. So, um, you know, going forward, companies should, uh, I think a lesson needs to be learned that they should do more due diligence on projects. Um, you know, I was a proponent of Terra Luna, but I mean, if you look at it, it's still pretty high risk uh, because it's an algorithmic stable coin and that's never really been proven to hold. Um, and so, so, you know, to have such a large exposure, I mean, you know, you, you, I think, I think it's really the decisions of these companies, not necessarily that crypto is bad and people kind of look at this and now they're afraid to invest in crypto. Um, and it's not really a, a flaw in the technology or crypto itself. It's more decisions of, of these startups, right? Yeah. They're, they're still startups in my view, even though they're huge uh, in terms of capital. So, you know, it, it, honestly, it, like the everything that we're going through right now, I feel like we can pinpoint right back to Luna because Doquan basically like dared people to crash Luna and it didn't take long. I mean, they were able to do it. And as soon as that happened, boom, billions in market cap just completely wiped off. And all of these other companies were invested in it. They had way too much money in it. And uh, they were relying upon the success of Luna to ensure the success of their own businesses. But, you know, I like uh, it uh, tether that it was uh, connected to. I mean, they, they've also stated before that uh, there isn't there like dollar for dollar matching, like there's actual value behind it. Uh, but mm-hmm. I just I don't believe that that can't be true. Yeah, they they stated that it was actually there was actually a dollar for every tether. Um, but then it ended up being that, you know, there, there's some assets that might not be as as liquid, mm-hmm. um, but at least there's something backing it up. Um, I know Tether hasn't been as transparent as like, let's say, Circles. I, I think uh, the other stable coin that's, you know, it's a lot more transparent than uh, than Tether. Um, but at least with those coins, there's something backing it up, right? With the yeah. algorithmic stable coin, you know, there isn't. So that's why we at My Digital Money, for example, didn't added to our platform because for what we do, you know, since we're looking at very, you know, long-term investments, you know, we want to safeguard our clients retirement. We didn't want to, to have such a risky, uh, you know, asset until maybe later down the line when it was proven a bit more, right. Yeah. It stood the yeah. kind of test. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's unfortunate, unfortunate what happened, but um, I still am very bullish about the long-term um, I'm sure you are as well. So. I am. Yeah. Um, and, and it's just, you know, to me, it's like the dot-com bu- uh, bubble in a way, you know, where um, there was a shakeout, right. And uh, the, the, the companies that uh, weren't, didn't have the strong fundamentals were taken out of the market. And then you had the, the remaining ones like Amazon, um, which ended up thriving. Right. Right. Um, right. And so I still see, you know, like Ethereum and, and Bitcoin as, you know, the Amazons of this and, uh, and then other ones as well. Um, but I just encourage people to just do their research, right? Do their research and make sure you have exposure to the ones that you think have strong fundamentals that, you know, they have good technology, good, good founders with a track record, um, you know, do your research and you can go to mydigitalmoney.com as well. And, and we have content there. Um, 
but yeah, that's the lesson to be learned from this, right? Uh, trust me, I also lost a lot of money, uh, not not from Voyager, but in, in general. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, I, I learned some valuable lessons. <laughs> well, <laughs> one of one of my major stakes was in Ethereum. So tell us, you know, how big of a boost did Ethereum get today? And uh, I understand there's going to be having coming up. Uh, what can you tell us about it? Some people are pretty excited that it's taking place. Yeah, I think Ethereum. I'm not probably, having. I'm sorry. A merger, 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 merger. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah Ethereum went up about. I think it's like twelve percent today. In the last week, it's gone up at least fifteen percent. Hmm. Um, and so I, I, people are excited about the upcoming merge. They've been talking about the merge to proof of stake for a long time. Yeah. Uh, for those that don't know, uh, you know, proof of work is the more energy intensive um, consensus mechanism, right? That um, Ethereum uses to validate transactions right mm-hmm. instead of having that central entity doing the validation you have a bunch of you know nodes across the world um and they have to um basically solve very complex math problems that requires a lot of computing power um in order to be able to win the uh, validation of the next block and then earn you know um some ethereum tokens right that's how miners earn money um so now they're switching to the proof of stake uh consensus mechanism which is more, it's not about computing power. It's about staking or putting, locking in a certain amount of Ethereum um, for the chance to win, uh, to, you know, uh, for the chance to be selected to validate blocks. Um, and so that's much less energy intensive because you don't need that computing power. Um, and so, and also it's much more scalable. It's faster to validate a transaction. Um, and so that means that you can scale um, Ethereum to, a level like Visa, right, where you can actually have applications uh, that replace traditional financial instruments and other applications, um, because right now it's just too costly and too slow. Um, and so moving to this has been a thing for a while, and it kept kept being pushed back, but it seems like there's more of a concrete date now, and I think it's September 19th of this year. Um, and so uh, you notice like some price action the, the past uh, the past week as a result. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's looking good. Um, in general, I think that the market is, is also just kind of rebounding a little bit. I I wouldn't call it a rebound, but, um, you know, after all the liquidations that happened, um, typically markets kind of oscillate and consolidate for, for a little bit, um, for a month or two before they, it decides if it's gonna, you know, go down or up. Um, and so, yeah, after the Terra, uh, fiasco and the three arrows capital fiasco, um, in May and June respectively, um, yeah, the market is kind of, uh, going up a little, I mean, overall, even the stock market, I think is, is going up a little bit, right? Yeah. Um, Well, I mean, the ability for Ethereum to be used as a, a retail currency, like a, you know, instantaneously like that. I mean, I would imagine that that would be you know, great for the price of Ethereum, but also just great for the crypto market across the board because it brings it that much closer to, to full-scale adoption. Right. And, and a lot of the other tokens are built on top of Ethereum yeah. as well. Um, and it's, uh, it's the biggest smart contract platform. Um, so it's, it's very important. And I think it will help with the recovery. Um, but, you know, the macroeconomic... Uh, situation is is going to be the biggest driver right yeah um and yeah it's it's looking like probably you know there's a meeting a fed meeting at the end of the of 
July where they're going to announce the rate hikes. Um, and just some of the, the comments from the Fed, uh, it seems like, you know, a lot of people believe that they're not going to hike up 100 basis points, that maybe it's going to be, you know, 75 or so. I think I think that the, the hike has already been priced in. Um, and that's why um, we're seeing a little bit of momentum. So, I mean, what what about the situation with inflation? I mean, do you think crypto is a better buy now that our money is worth so much less? Um, I I think it's a buy. It's now that you kind of see the effects of inflation, right? Um, you always know the risk, but you know, actually, like feeling it, right? Going to the gas pump and you know having to pay uh, you know close to seven dollars uh, where I am where I am at least. Um, and then going to the grocery store and spending like $250 just to like fill half of your fridge. Oh yeah. Um, you know, I think that this is an, an, another option to, uh, protect yourself in the long run, right. And to be able to keep up with the inflation, um, you know, so when you retire, you can actually uh, live off of it. Um, so, so yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think p- people realize that, you know, long-term, um, this is something that's going to blow up. A lot of people do. And so this is something, at least for the long term, right? It's yeah. not going to be a hedge in the short term. It's going to move with the equities market. It's going to be highly correlated, um, unfortunately. But um, but in the long term, I think it's a good option to put in your portfolio. I never tell people, I never, I'm not a proponent of putting everything in it, um, but I'm a proponent of using it as a diversification. Well, That's one of the it. people who doesn't think that uh, uh, investors should purchase crypto is uh, I think his name is Charlie Munger or something like that. He was Warren Buffett's yeah. right hand man. He like right. specifically told people never buy cryptocurrencies, never buy Bitcoin, um, you know, and, you know, I, I just Warren Buffett has been like uh, uh, pretty savvy in terms of investment advice over the years. I mean, what would you say to counter Charlie Munger's statement? Yeah, so Charlie Munger is Warren Buffett's second, uh, basically right hand man. I would say. Um, I mean, the first the first thing I would say is, you know, if you look at Warren Buffett uh, and Charlie Munger, they they don't have a big track record in investing in technology, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in technology companies. So you look like at Amazon and you know Apple, and you know they weren't they weren't investors in those. Uh, those companies. Um, and so I would take what they say with a grain of salt, right? They have their areas of, of expertise, right? Um, from one hand, I understand their point of view, right? Is that it's not a productive ad, at least Bitcoin. When they talk about Bitcoin, I wouldn't agree for broader crypto market, but for Bitcoin, you know, their point of view is that it's not a productive asset, right? It, it basically just sits there and it doesn't produce anything of value. Um, and they they don't believe in in doing that. He, I mean, also Warren Buffett's not a big proponent of investing in gold either, right? Oh, okay. Um, but I think I think for store of value, right? I think for store of value, it's it has its place, right? Um, and and that's how you should see it. It's it's like money. It's not like a an asset like a company, right? Um, where you're investing in it, and you know you know it's basically the price that you're going to get for it is what someone's willing to pay for it. It's not a function of, you know, the 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 um, production. Right. And that's what Warren Buffett doesn't like about it. Um, but I would say that there's room for those types of assets. They just don't they just have their area of expertise, which is focusing on productive assets. Right. So I would take what the, he says with a grain of salt. 
Um, he also wouldn't have invested in Amazon either, right? But if you invested <laughs> in Amazon, you know, back in 2005, right? Or in Google, you would be in really good shape right now. Yeah. Uh, and then there's cryptos that are actually productive, you know, that they have a utility, right? And um, so for those, I mean, I, I haven't really heard direct comments about Ethereum, but I would be curious to know what he thinks about Ethereum. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, they, they obviously, you know, are of a different generation. Um, you know, they don't focus as much on technology. And so I think uh, just keep what, keep that in perspective, right? Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, I, I think that one of Warren Buffett's major investments, I mean, it's real estate. I mean, Berkshire Hathaway. So, you know, even that there are times when that's up and then there's times when it's down. Uh, I'm hoping that it stays up for at least another couple of weeks because I'm in the middle of selling my house. <laughs> so this will hopefully offset those losses that I had uh, until we see what happens with the Chapter 11. All right, Guy, uh, thank you very much for being here, as always. Anything that you want to leave the audience with? Um, I mean, the, the other thing that I left out with Warren Buffett, too, is is just that crypto is outside of, of our traditional financial system. So yeah. that's Another reason to to look at it, right, is is to basically hedge against, um, you know, the the value the valuation of the dollar, right? And so, um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I would say, uh, do your research on any crypto. Uh, you know, look for companies where you actually own your crypto, or use a private wallet, and um, you know, don't let what's happening scare you too much. Like, try to take a long term view, um, and. You need more information, just go to mydigitalmoney.com and we have a play money account. You can play around with, with uh, fake money uh, just to get your toes wet during this bear market. Okay, good stuff. Appreciate you being here. Thank you for the information as always. And uh, feel free, everyone, to check it out in the description below. Thanks for being here, Guy. Thanks, Zach. Appreciate it. We'll see you next time.